May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Well, we have to love our enemies, bless those who curse you, do not judge, do not condemn, give your shirt along with your coat. And let's see what else Jesus has for us today that seems impossible. Lend, don't expect a return, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who abuse you, and oh yes, the ever-popular, if someone strikes you on the cheek, you are to offer the other one, or turn the other cheek, as some say. Well, I want you to know that I've called this sermon the Zero to Sixty Jesus Sermon. Because doesn't it seem like Jesus is asking us, asking his disciples to go from zero to sixty like that? It's like, it's along the lines of that scripture, be perfect like your Father in heaven is perfect. Oh, that's easy. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> but it's not. As Paul says, we have a fleshly body and we have a spiritual body. We are human. We have loves. We have fears. And oh boy, do we have a lot of anxiety. Sometimes we can't see 60 because we're still struggling in the five mile an hour lane, right? And we have spent 2,000 plus years trying to get from zero to 60, trying to find ways of articulating the path, shining light on truths, ex exposing abuses and falsehoods, trying so hard to get to 60, trying to get to where Jesus tells us we should be, where the kingdom of God is situated and we fall short, of course. We aren't quite there, but you know, that's okay. Because the important thing is, is that we all keep working at it. Because that's what discipleship is. Discipleship is this, this journey of constant learning. And that's scary. Because when we are constantly learning new things, change happens. And all of us get a lot of anxiety when change happens because it's a scary place to be and sometimes it seems risky. Well, this is one of those very difficult gospel readings that may go against our immediate nature like Gary just said to the children. Love your enemies, offer the other cheek, immediately going from hurt to forgiveness from zero to 60 like that, that's impossible. But that is not the focus. The focus, what, what Jesus is trying to teach his disciples, the focus is on breaking the cycles of abusive power. So getting to 60 is not about just going vroom like that. It's not going from hurt to forgiveness like that. What Jesus wants his disciples to do is to get to the business of reconciliation. Get to the business of reconciliation. And that is this big, fancy word that we use all the time, reconciliation, reconciliation. What is that? But reconciliation will bring forth healing and trans transformed relationships because that is where God is found. 
God is found in the business of reconciliation. God is found in all of that confusion and messiness. And that's what Jesus is talking about today, when we have to deal with difficult things. So what do I mean by this big word of reconciliation? Reconciliation means, when we are reconciled, it means that we are in right relationship. We are in right relationship. And Jesus is moving the disciples in a direction of right relationship. And to to the crowds, this may seem crazy. And to us, to our ears, sometimes this seems crazy as well. It seems insane to follow the directions of Jesus. But there are three focuses of reconciliation that we can think about for ourselves and our lives and also as a church congregation. Number one, being in right relationship with God, with ourselves and God in this vertical relationship. How are we in right relationship with God? Number two, how are we in relationship, how are we in right relationship with this community, with our immediate community? And number three, how are we in right relationship to what's going on out there in the world beyond our doors? And as you can imagine, there are many ways of thinking about this. And Jesus is often exposing what right relationship should be. And one of the ways he does this is by turning abusive power structures into something new, into something healing. Jesus, as we know, turned a whole lot of real and metaphorical tables upside down on his walk on this earth. So being in right relationship is to diffuse the abuses that are out there and to invert power in ways that seem impossible. I mean, 2,000 years ago, they were expecting Jesus as the Messiah to be this this person who was going to stick up for them, who was going to fight back, who was going to free them from, from oppressive occupation. And what did Jesus tell them? Oh, well, when they hit you, when that Roman soldier hits you, you know, just turn the other cheek and, you know, give them the other cheek as well. And that didn't go over very well, right? So that's what Jesus was telling them to do, and they didn't get it. Because our instinct is to hit back. It is to react by seeking revenge. But Jesus says, no, no, the point is to diffuse the power that is abusive so that we don't live in this endless cycle of retribution, this endless reactionary cycle. And you can imagine how offering the other cheek would have probably caught the Roman soldier off guard right? It would have sort of diffused the power that he was wielding over a powerless Jew in those days. So when abuse is wielded over us by another person, we are not in right relationship. That is not a right relationship because there's no mutuality, there's no respect, there's no dignity in that relationship. And God is not fully present in the action of abuse. So the goal is to invite God's presence into how we react to that abuse. And here's the good news that we all know, that we follow a living word, not a a set word, 
Not a fixed word, not a stagnant word, but a living word that speaks to us today in our context. And it is in this knowledge of a living word that we should, that, that should give us this sense of peace and energy and excitement because a living word reveals hope. A living word sparks imagination, creativity, and the most important thing of all, healing. Now I'm going to give my little children's sermon. Sorry, Gary. But I've, I've told children when I used to preach in chapel at my, my other parish that when I, had to, uh, when I had to preach on this lesson that um, turning the other cheek does not mean that we are to expect or, or want or accept more abuse. I tell children that our cheeks are, are attached to our mouths. So when we think about turning the other cheek, we can think about using our mouths to speak out against all that is wrong, to speak out against injustice, to be vocal about the wrongs that are thrust upon us, not as a shouting match, not as a revenge exercise, but because truth and transparency are what is so important for us, especially in this day and age. So turning the other cheek means that we are telling our stories, having our stories be a central part of the healing process. Because there's a different kind of power in being in right relationship. When we are in right relationship, we are confident, we are creative, we grow and we prosper in healthy ways. And no one, no one in my mind can speak to reconciliation more than Desmond Tutu, the former Archbishop of Cape Town, who lived through apartheid in South Africa, who was part of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that was put together when apartheid was dissolved. And South Africa had to find a way. They had to find a way forward where old hurts and those serious, serious abuses had to be revealed and recognized in order to go forward. And it was painful. It was painful. But they made the conscious decision not to return that abuse so that peace could prevail and where God's justice could prevail and healing could truly, truly take place. Where this cycle of revenge and retaliation and rejection of a shared humanity that was going on, where the pain, where choosing harm, violence, and cruelty could be changed. It could be transformed into a cycle of renewing and forgiveness by releasing the hold that those cruel relationships had on them, naming the hurt, telling the story, and living in the light of truth. But this is the important part, all the while inviting God into the process. Because that is where transformation happens. God lives in the midst of reconciliation. So all of our stories are important. And as Episcopalians, as our prayer book tells us, we are an Easter people we are an Easter people, which means that we look to the resurrection. And we can look further to the resurrection appearances. 
because Archbishop Tutu wrote in his book on of forgiving, which we're going to take a look at during Lent, and I invite all of you to join me on Thursday nights in March to, as we study this book. He says that Jesus could have erased the wounds of the crucifixion, but he didn't. He appeared to his disciples with his wounds and his scars on full display. Because even though the truth hurts, and that slap against the cheek is painful, there can be no healing without everything being out in the open. Truth, no matter how hard, will get us on the road to right relationship. And that is who we are meant to be as as disciples. And that's who we are meant to be as a church community. We are reconcilers. Starting with our relationship with God, moving to our relationships with each other in community, and further out with our relationships out there in the world. Asking ourselves, how are we making things right? That's the question we need to ask. How are we making things right? We are a church, of course, but in actuality, we are the St. Wilfred of York Center for Reconciliation. I mean, imagine if we hung that sign out there. How would we approach worship? How would we approach prayer? How would we approach ministry with each other? And how would we reach out and minister to the world that is, that is in pain and full of confusion? What will it take to go from zero to 60? Well, more good news is that we don't have to do it alone. So I want to conclude and leave you with an image that I find very helpful in thinking about what reconciliation is. And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to Pentecost because it involves how I see the Holy Spirit and how I see the Holy Spirit working in our lives. You may know this, but there is an art form in Japan, and it's called kintsugi, kintsugi. And it, what, what happens is, is like, say, a vase or a piece of pottery falls to the floor and it's broken into a bunch of pieces. Well, what do we usually do? Well, we, we probably swear a little bit, and then we pick it up and throw the pieces away because we're like, oh, I can't put that together. It's going to look terrible. It's not going to be as valuable. But the art of kintsugi actually sweeps up these pieces and puts them back together, and they have a glue that they use that is mixed with powdered gold. And they mix that together to make an adhesive, and it's real powdered gold. And they painstakingly put the pieces back together. But the beautiful part about this is, is they don't sand over it. They don't paint over the restored pieces. So you can see the cracks and the brokenness, and you can see how it's been restored. And it has an added value, of course, because it's made with this liquid gold, but it has now a sort of resurrected beauty. It has a resurrected beauty that has more value than we could have ever imagined. The Holy Spirit is that liquid gold that redefines and reworks the shattered pieces, reconciles the brokenness into something new, bringing us back into right 
relationship. So our task as we go forward as a church community is to take this vision of reconciliation, putting into right relationship, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and our relationship to the world. And we ask ourselves, how can we get from zero to 60 at a healthy pace? Well, I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very excited to take this journey with you to figure those questions out. So let these living words from Ephesians, from the daily office of morning prayer, be our mantra as we go forward. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation and in Christ Jesus. Amen.